Media day at the Under Armour game, and believe you me, it did not disappoint. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I've gone about two hours of sleep, so I might get a little loopy during this broadcast, but I wanted to get this out for you anyway. Today, we're going to talk about whether Sunterine Perkins can be the best player at the Under Armour game. I talked to three different people, and they said that was absolutely a possibility and compared him to another linebacker that could be up for grabs as well. Anyway, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and participate in the conversation by commenting down below or upvoting the video. So, one of the things today, today was a little lesson in hurry up and wait because I wanted to get inter- interviews with Aiden Williams and um, Santarian per- Perkins. I've been pronouncing his name wrong for a year. He We corrected that today, Santarian Perkins. And we're going to get to that. But while I was waiting for those interviews to happen, like media day went from 10 o'clock in the morning to 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, Santarian was interviewed at like 2.45, and Aiden was interviewed at like 4.30. So you can imagine I was doing some hefty hurry up and waiting um, to get those two interviews, including like I got an interview with Jackson Arnold um, and had a chance to talk to a lot of people that cover recruiting. That was one of the reasons I wanted to hang out there all day. That was access to people I wouldn't normally have. And I just wanted to see if my suspicions were correct. And my singular question to all of them, the first one that I would ask to everyone is, how realistic is it that Suntarine Perkins or Suntarian Perkins is the best player here? And they all like, oh yeah, that could happen. That guy's a beast. No, they don't make him like that. He's an unbelievably fo- unbelievable football player. And... That started happening time after time after time again to where you could actually believe that it was a possibility. And everybody was impressed by the Suntarian Perkins, what he brings to the Ole Miss football team. Now, one person even sat down and said, hey, it's probably a competition between him and Raylan Wilson. And Raylan Wilson is a similarly sized linebacker that runs a 10-9 100-meter dash. He is um, from Tallahassee. He is signed with Georgia. Number three, number four, and number five linebackers are signed with Georgia. Number two is signed with Ole Miss. But three, four, and five signed with the Georgia Bulldogs. Now, surprising fact, it, you go until, heck, I don't, even, I don't even see an Alabama player on this list in the top 30 for linebackers. That, that's unheard of for the composite linebacker scores. Whenever Georgia has three of the top ten, Ole Miss has one. Obviously, Alabama was in on Perkins' heart. Um, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Miami, USC, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Tennessee, South Carolina, no Alabama. 
So, A, I think the decline is real. And, B, I think that Alabama is going to get back to play a murder ball, doing what Nick Saban likes. But anyway, I digress. It's a game where Sunterian Perkins – see, I'm, I've got a year worth of saying it incorrectly in my system. I'm trying to get it right has a chance during practices to completely show out. And I think he will show out because the where he is ranked currently, he currently sits at number 47 nationally by the 24-7 composite. And you need to get to about 31-ish for five-star level. So he only needs to move up 16 spots, which is well possible with the players that are playing in this game. Suntarian will wear number 10 in the game for Team Phantom on January 3rd at about 5 o'clock on ESPN. And the other one, Aiden Williams, will wear number 3. He's also on Team Phantom. So number 10 and number 3 are the important numbers to remember. Isaac Smith, the Mississippi State signee, um, I have to check on his numbers. He wasn't there today. I was going to shoot, get an interview with him just because he's a Mississippi kid. Um, but his plane got delayed because all the planes this past week got delayed. So we'll see what's going on there. But Centarian Perkins, unbelievably high-quality individual. He sat there and talked. He was extremely polite. He was patient. He was very attentive to what you were asking because if you look at the interviews on there, there's many different types of questions that get answered. I asked him, you know, how does what is he wanting to accomplish in this game this week? Which his answer was to get better and to get better specifically on the edge. Which tells me, and this is all just my intuition going on, that the Harold Perkins comp is probably the right thing. And I think Ole Miss might evolve their defense to build around a Centarian Perkins. And honestly, that would be the smart thing to do because you have three years with him. If you get on him, by the time you get rolling, this defense could be a force in 2024, 2025. Will be really interesting to see that. So this show is brought to you by the Drive Sober Tsunami. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes too many and the evening comes to an end, and you start to head out. You think for calling a ride, and you're like, nah, I live nearby. I can make it home okay. No, it's no big deal. What are the odds that you'll get pulled over anyway? Even so, what, are the, what is the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risk of drunk driving. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That is why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. Call an Uber. There's no excuse not to. It only takes one mistake to change your life for someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. 
Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. All right. Centarium Perkins, we met him, talked him. We put our TikTok up. We did the whole thing on the breakdown on him. We did not do that yet for Aiden Williams because, A, I had to drive home. And when I got home, I needed to record this episode. So our impressions of Aiden Williams will be right here. We will do this here. And this will be the segment that we release out with the today's show, TikTok in the morning. Aiden Williams is impressive. He really impressed me. I was already, already in the mindset to be impressed by Sontarian Perkins. Absolutely. And he was impressive and everything was there. And you're like, wow, Ole Miss just got this kid. And he, he might be a good football player. I will see that tomorrow whenever I go out to practice. But what kind of a person is he? Because this is something that you need to understand, all right? With Ole Miss relying so much on the transfer portal, there's certain types of kids that they will recruit. There's certain type of at-risk kids that they would recruit. And you need a solid core of high school guys to build a culture around your program so the new transfers can adapt to it when they come in. Sontaran Perkins is that guy. Aiden Williams is also that guy. Incredibly polite, attentive, knew what he was talking about, thoughtful answers. Everything that you want from a player, he gave it. He provided on a national stage. You had on three, 247, um, SI99, um, Rivals. All those guys were at the table. He handled it one after the other and was fantastic. Now, I asked him if he was going to be the heir apparent to wear that number one jersey. And his eyes lit up, absolutely lit up. It is his goal to wear that jersey because one thing that I have suspected for a very long time now is since Laquan Treadwell, that number one jersey has developed meaning outside of just being a cool number. The number one wide receiver is symbolic of a super elite wide receiver. From Laquan Treadwell, who passed it to A.J. Brown, who passed it to Jonathan Mingo. We're only three generations since Laquan at this point. Who's going to likely pass it to Aiden Williams. And Aiden Williams has a specialness to his game. A smoothness. Pretty much unlike any wide receiver that Ole Miss has had out there. Almost an A.J. Green type quality. So it will be interesting to see what goes on. A Larry Fitzgerald. Now, we always comp up and get that. But the smoothness will remind you of stuff like that. You have Chris Marshall who flashes Laquan Treadwell. Every, every highlight tape you see, you can pick out Laquan Treadwell in his highlights. You've got somebody I'm comparing to a super smooth, like an A.J. Green type. You have Trey Harris, who on the outside, Demorio Springfellow, if you want an Ole Miss comp. That's what the wide receiver room looks like. But the potential anchor of this wide receiving signing room is Aiden Williams. The people at Under Armour love him. It, it, he had an invite to that game crazy early. Even before that, I think they knew they could get Centarian. They wanted Aiden because of the specialness of an athlete that he is. And they want to see him go against a Cormani McClain. 
They want to see him go against those guys in practice or in the game. And those reps will be instrumental of almost seeing what you exactly have. Because if Aiden Williams does well against Cormani McLean, that is, you've got something there. And you've got something there earlier than you thought you did, potentially. So, I look forward to seeing exactly what he can do. Really good hands. He's a big kid. When you look at him and you stand up next to him, he's solid. He is every bit of 6'3", 200. And coming out as a freshman, a true freshman is going to come out wearing that. He's going to end up 215, 220 pounds like Jonathan Mingo is now, but maybe smoother than what Mingo is at the moment. I'm not saying he, not really necessarily say he's better than Jonathan Mingo. No, he's a different type wide receiver, but he could be as big as Mingo. That is my point there. Now, Mike Espy and Shea Hodge, those guys are doing yeoman's work down in Jackson. I don't think anybody should take for granted what they do down there in wide receiver development. If you want to go back and look at the last 10 years of wide receiver development, in the state of Mississippi. You end up with players like AJ, DK, um, Jonathan Mingo, even something, um, I can't remember his name, down at Southern. Players like that, and they come through this SB and Hodge Performance Center. I, excuse me, I forgot the name right offhand, and what wasn't a slight that was intentional. But that type of training was stuff that Mississippi kids didn't get. See, the deep, dark secret in recruiting circles, in 2008, 2009, we're talking 10 years ago, was that you are nowhere near the ceiling of a player that you get from Mississippi because they don't have coaching. Now, that was just the natural, national thing. You have so much that you can mold because you basically had an uncut piece of clay that you could sign on signing day, develop them for a couple of years, and you might have a a gem. You might have something special. Or you might have somebody that had no business being at that level. So now, with this Mike Espy and everything going on, player receivers like Aiden Williams go through there. They get high-quality training and get to work on their craft at a much higher level than they used to. And as a result, the receivers are coming out much more polished potentially even than other other positions, they're coming out to where Mississippi is potentially becoming receiver U or receiver state that is also known with defensive line because defensive line is still going to be. You look at the defensive lines at Ole Miss State over the last 15 years and just shake you just shake your head. Um, it's still defensive line, but wide receivers making a run. Wide receivers absolutely making a run. When we come back after this break, I'm going to tell you some other player observations that I saw today. Anyway, stick around. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, um, hit the bell for notifications, and of course, upvote the video and participate down below in the conversation. Thank you very much. That'd make us very happy. You know, I went to the Under, Under Armour Day to interview Centarian Perkins and Aiden Williams. And Mission Accomplished is on the YouTube channel. Watch it. 
Um, extremely nice. Well, well, they're they're just good people, and you don't necessarily always see that whenever it comes to a high level college pro- prospect. People that are grounded, people that are thoughtful, that that's a rarity in recruiting. And um, two gems are going to Ole Miss. Well, I told you in the first segment, I had plenty of time during the day to talk to people over and over and over again. Also, I was in the room when all the recruits came through. I'll tell you right now, Jaden Rashada, every bit of 6'5". Skinny as a rail, like Brody Croyle skinny. But he's tall and he has a gun. Looking forward to see him play. Um, I recorded an interview with Jackson Arnold, the quarterback that signed e, the signee with Oklahoma um, from Texas. He spoke about um, getting his friend to commit to Oklahoma. I think that was the one with all the drama um, over the last couple of days, but he was able to get it done. Um, recorded that, got that out there to those guys. Now, that's just two little anecdote stories, but one, the main story of the day that is kind of blowing my mind is Cormani McLean, the number two player, according to one of those sites, I forget which one, I think it might be on three, their consensus, um, would not do interviews today. So he just came into the media room and posed for pictures and left. And I'm sure other players wish they knew that they could just play that role, but I'm assuming this has to do with the whole Miami-Florida State thing and the drama that happened around signing day. He just didn't want to talk about it. But I thought it was interesting. Now, if you, if you want to see people that just followed somebody around the um, the podium, Cormani probably had 25 out of 40 journalists there following him around while he was just getting pictures taken. He wasn't even talking. And you even had the thing like the press sec- the press uh, in the White House briefing room where they just said, in the background, and he and he's just up there taking a picture with like a football and making a a U symbol and, and all of that stuff, and it was it was just weird, it just really was. Now, the media is going to do what they have to do, and a lot of these questions that were asked today, by the way, from from these recruiting service were recruiting centric, even though these players, most all of them, have signed. It was asking Suntarian, um, what was Alabama's recruitment like? You know? Was it hard to tell Nick Saban no? I mean, that, that, was the, that was the questions that were being asked. And I'm just sitting here going, well, what? And, you know, did Aiden Williams hear from Coach Prime? Which other school was on to Aiden Williams, which that was Texas A&M, by the way. Aiden Williams told Texas A&M, he's locked in, it's all over, don't even try. And Texas A&M went on about their business. But they made a run at him. LSU made a run of it, right at him. It sounds like the last three for Aiden Williams, if there was a last three, was Ole Miss way up high, and then A&M and LSU. Um. It was interesting. I, sitting out there and talked about it, um, I, I met with, you know, somebody from On3, met with somebody from 24-7, um, just to kind of pick their mind. The recruiting person from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, because Georgia has like nine people in this game, 
um, was there. Got to pick his brain. He says that the Georgia football team in 2024 is going to be all top 100 players playing defense for him. That's absolutely nuts. And they're telling the truth. What are you going to do? And there's just a lot of stuff that just gets my opinion. You can hear the noise in the background right now. The grand finale from um, Legoland and their fireworks display. So, I'm excited. Today, I'm going to go back for tonight's practice. I'm going to shoot essentially TikToks um, of one-on-one reps. And I'm also going to get, like, John Garcia. I am going to get um, other analysts to talk about Suntarian and Aiden. Get multiple perspectives on that as well. So I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about what's going on. And I'm pretty happy with the, the way today went, or yesterday went. And now, I'm sorry that this episode is going to be a shorter episode than maybe you were used to, but I've had about two hours sleep since 5 a.m. Wednesday morning. So I went to sleep at like 4, woke up at 6, Left for Orlando at 7.30. So it's been a busy couple of days for the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. So I am going to finish this podcast up, get it nice and loaded up, and then go to sleep and not set an alarm, not worry about anything, and just sleep until I wake up. Because I don't have to be in Orlando tomorrow or today until 4.30. So bully for me on that. So, I do want to thank everybody for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports today. It's available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Hey, day one of the Army uh, Under Armour All-American game in the books. Day two, we're going to cover one practice, and this weekend we're going to watch the playoffs. We're going to relax. We're going to recover. And then Monday, we're going to get back to normal. We're going to start covering some basketball. We're going to get Derek on the show and start talking baseball. There's no sense even waiting on it at this point. So we probably should have Derek on to talk some baseball. Um, Talk a little basketball with Tim Thomas. And we will also continue, like always, to have at least one segment be about football every single day. And we are going to be on this, what happened at the end, all the way up into the regular season. We're not going to let this get swept under the rug. So we'll see what all happens. Great players committed to Ole Miss. The Under Under Armour All-American game. Ole Miss fans should be unbelievably happy with these young men representing their school. So anyway, I will see you later. I'm going to go to bed. And I hope everybody has a fantastic day because the weekend's almost here, right? 